seconds left. Boston only has a one-point lead. Greer is putting the ball on a play. He gets it out deep and have a check field. from the parking lot, and Vermont has a 59-55 lead. Swung line drive, let's see him. One run is in. Here comes Green. Here's the throw to the plate. He is safe. Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. So five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. I just got three things to say. God bless our troops. God bless America. And gentlemen, start your engine! It's showtime. Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and sports enthusiasts from around the world. This is the podcast you have all been waiting for. Whether listening in the car, on your morning drive, or with one earbud in at the office, this is the sports show that has it all. From pro wrestling to the octagon, from the gridiron to the baseball diamond, from the pitch to the ice, it's all here. You have tuned in to Mount Sterling's most downloaded podcast that drops on Saturdays at 3 a.m. This is not your average podcast. This is from corner to corner. And now, here are your hosts, Sean Big Papa Kite, Wes Redman Crouch, Adam Big Country Muncie, and Neil Mulletman Payne. And welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner. Sean and Neil, the OPs, the original podcasters, are here with you tonight. Sorry, I was trying to do a can opening sound, and that's actually them opening a can, not like a pop can. <laughs> so that sound did not work. I was trying. Adam does that, and I, I don't have a can, and I tried to Google a can opening sound, and it was a can opener. <laughs> and that's, I'm like, what the heck are we listening to? And it wasn't to? even like, a, it was like a hand twister can opener, so I apologize for that. But yes. Adam and Wes are not here. So we, we had our conspiracy theory show a couple of weeks ago, and we've now, since then, lost two people on the show. Do, 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 do. I mean, Adam maintained that it wasn't the government, but... I don't know that I've heard from him. I, yeah, in, I mean... In two weeks. We don't even know why Wes isn't here. We don't, we don't even know where Wes is. Where in the world is Wes and Adam? Where in the world is Wesley San Diego? <laughs> <laughs> so... uh I hope you all have had the opportunity to listen to our Thursday show with uh, Coach Spoonamore and the, the ladies from the girls' golf team. I thought it was a fantastic show. Oh, they did such a great job. And, I mean, you could tell the admiration yeah. that the girls have for Coach Spoonamore. Um, and and I've, I've said that for a couple years now, that he does such a great job with them. Yeah. Um, and, and, and they play hard. For him, because they want to do well for for Coach Spoonmore. I mean, after the show, we got to see some of their TikToks that they've made mimicking him, right? And, and it, it was, was out of love. It, it, I mean, it, it was, it was, but it was quite hilarious, right? And and I mean, he told us that 
they were spot on. Yeah, yeah. And actually, um, he caught the two seniors, and uh, and uh, I, there were three or four, I think, that were up on a hole. He was just driving around practice the other day, and he caught them doing a TikTok. They were doing a TikTok dance, and they should they showed us that one too. Yeah, yeah. So. Pretty funny, definitely. So if you haven't listened to it, definitely go check that out because it was uh, it was a fantastic. Well, uh, we we show. also named our first yeah. athlete of the week uh, for the twenty three twenty four school year, the Kimsoft athlete of the week, yeah. and it was one of our guests, yeah. Maddie Easterling. Yeah, yeah, and that was one of. Is that the first time that we've got to do that? The on very show? first time. It was pretty cool, right? It was. Because. We did a pretty good job of setting that up, yeah. You know, because we were kind of chit chatting, and then I don't think she knew. Right now, I told them the beforehand that we were going to announce the Kimsoft Athlete of the Week, but I didn't tell them that it was going to be her. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. Right. You could tell she was a little embarrassed by that, but it was awesome. Right, and uh, she keeps playing the way she is. It won't be the last time that she I wins mean, that award. This listen, season. and it won't be the last time that we hear her name. Uh, you know. I think all three girls that were here uh, are capable of playing collegiate golf if they choose. Yeah, uh, Delaney told us that she that that just wasn't in the cards for her. She's going to be she's going to be a journal uh, journalism major. Um, and then uh, Kylie was talking about she would like to do something ag- with a- agriculture and was hopeful to go to Moorhead, but would not count out the possibility of playing collegiate golf. Right. Uh, and of course, we did not talk with Maddie about that. She's just a s- sophomore. But speaking with Coach Spoonamore, she's going to have plenty of opportunities if she chooses right. to play at the next level. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, it, it was it was a fun show, and I I like getting. Um, I like getting the students on, right? Because you get a completely dis- different perspective than what the coach is, and and you, it's kind of one of those things that the more players that we get on, the more you can see that they kind of feed off of their coach. You could tell those girls were pupils of of Spoonmore right. because they all kind of talk the same language well and 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 he and like i mean just his ability to they were all before we went on the air they were all nervous and they i mean they even talked about it and uh and you could just tell that coach Spoonmore helps put them at ease yeah so you know they saw him having a good time with it you know we we tell any guests that we have on like this isn't anything serious we're not we're not here for the new york times we right. you know we uh keep it keep it uh Simple, lighthearted. You know, there's lots of banter back and forth. Yeah. Uh, so, and and w- everybody was laughing at some point on right, the show. Right. So it again, as as Sean said, if you haven't listened to that, take 45 minutes out of your day. Yeah. Uh, go listen to it. Frankly, because they deserve it. Yeah. I mean, girls golf as a sport deserves it. The girls golf team as as a team that represents Montgomery County deserves it. Deserves it. And the three young ladies that were here, they they deserve it as well. Yep. No, I, I agree wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. So so we've had a little bit of big news this week. Have we? We have. We kind of teased it a little bit on last week's show. You, Teaser. You, you weren't here. But, but I, hey, 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 hey. But I did listen. You did listen. I did. I, hey, and look, and the first thing you did was criticize it. And I tell you. I'm, I'm no, just, I did I'm not. That was not the first thing. I'm it was kidding. the second or third I'm thing. just kidding. And <laughs> I did a compliment sandwich. <laughs> I said it was good. I talked about the part we needed to work on. Yeah. And then I closed with it being good. No, you're right. You're right. And it's so funny because 
I almost did it on Thursday show. You, I, you just get so used to that. It's like, well, maybe they haven't heard our story, right. you know, but you're right. But we have a new chapter. New chapter. We have two new sponsors. Two? What? Two. Yes. Where have I been? We kind have of, you all keeping me out of text messages? Kind of mentioned a little bit last week. We do have two, two sweet treats. I'm going to struggle saying that. I, I know. I know. Um, and they're going to be a segment uh, sponsor. Right, dog of the week. The dog of the week. We did that last year. We're gonna pick that back up, and it will be two two sweet treats. Dog of the week. Dog of the week because they got them that dog in them. <laughs> right. And if you haven't seen them, I announced it on Facebook today um, that we have the or we have them cakes, cookies, desserts, uh, desserts, sweet treats. Let me tell you, if you're a fan of the rice of rice crispy treats. They do a chocolate dipped rice krispie treat. Holy cow! Really, really. I mean, good. would it would it would it make you slap your mama? It pretty darn close. Miss Kuiper, watch sure. out. So if Sean's eating those chocolate dipped rice krispies, Miss <laughs> Kuiper, watch out, mama. He's gonna slap you. They do have a spot. Uh, they do have a special for us for the month oh, of August. An exclusive. Yes. A a from corner to corner podcast exclusive. Yes. If you. Uh, go out and find them. Uh, mention and, and order. Mention from corner to corner podcast. You get ten percent off your first order. Wow! So that 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 that's pretty big deal. I mean, that's pretty huge. Yeah, generous. Yep. And our other sponsor is CRC Renovations Incorporated. They are. What do they do? They are roofing, siding, and gutters. Are they any good? They're pretty good. Really? They got one heck of a sales guy. Uh, his what's what, what's his name? Uh, Sean. Uh, no, no, they got a better one. Craig. Oh, Craig. Yeah, Craig's yeah, a good one. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. So, uh, CRC is on board with us as well, and they've also got a promo. Oh, so for the month of August with CRC, if you buy a new roof with them, you get two hundred and fifty dollars off your first purchase. Wow, and you know that's pretty solid because. Most people's, I mean, can they take that off like the deductible? Can that be taken off However the project? So two hundred. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. most people have at least a five hundred dollar deductible. Yep, that knocks it down in half. Yep, absolutely. That's huge. So big deal for those right there. We've got a couple more in the works that we're hoping that we'll be able to do that. And uh, so, guys, uh, if you haven't already done so, obviously we want you to like and follow us on Facebook, yeah. but also do the same for our uh, sponsors. Yep, uh, because. As the years go on, uh, in different times, different different seasons, we've talked with them a little bit, and there's different promo opportunities that are going to be available. Yep. Uh, and uh, some of those are only going to be launched on social media, so you'll only know about them if you're following all three of us on social right, media. Right. You will hear their ads on the shows coming up here in the in the future, uh, but it won't always be a read like that. It's going to be just a regular ad that you'll right. hear. But we are excited to be partnering with both of those. Continued partnership with Kimsoft and also with Community Trust Bank. Your uh, friends in banking. Member FDS. Crazy to think a year ago, we didn't know where we were at. Now we got four sponsors, two shows, and it's going crazy. Sean, right? I still don't know where I'm at. <laughs> so, anyways, that's, that's, that's exciting news. Wanted to, wanted to do that. So. I, th- I mean, I think that's great. And, and I think it just shows that we continue to grow. Yep. Um, and... It's been it's been fun that it's been an organic growth. Not to go back and and uh, and uh, be a hypocrite uh, because that was you talked about the criticism. This is part of the criticism, but I'm you know 
it's been fun to go back and look at the growth. You sent numbers out this week that talked about you know the download growth that we've had just this year. Yeah, and I mean we're teetering on a thousand downloads a month. Yeah, and that was uh, something that was so unrealistic. <laughs> right. It's even crazy. Like looking here, saying that doesn't even make sense. I know, but that's only because of our listeners. Yes. So all this that continues to happen and 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 things that change is because we get more people listening to us. Yeah. So uh, yeah. thank you guys for everything that you do for us. Uh, you know, you're what keeps this podcast going. Yeah. And and if it wasn't for them. We certainly don't have four companies that are out there willing to give us money to sponsor some great programs that we have. Right, and I mean, and, and ultimately our Saturday show, we talk about a whole lot of things, but we bring back our coaches show, and all of this, most of it anyway, we use to highlight our local athletes. Yeah, uh, and and anytime we can do that and shine a spotlight on the great things, you know, a sport like girls golf oftentimes doesn't get a whole lot of press. Yeah, uh, you know, we've given them. We, we just gave them a 45-minute platform to talk about girls' golf, talk about their season, talk about the tournaments that they had participated in. Maddie won a tournament, then she finished fifth in an invitation-only tournament. Yeah. Um, you know, we got to hear about the great things going on there. Uh, so we've been invited to the Montgomery County Invitational to be on scene. Right. And we're hoping to be able to go live that day and do some interviews, yeah. maybe with some of the golfers, with some of the other teams. With some of the other coaches, right? Who knows who we'll get to talk to that right. day? Um, hopefully, you know, Spoon will be able to, you know, guide some people our, our right. direction and 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 be able to do that and and expand our platform even further. Right. So, again, we say all that to say thank you. And if you haven't listened to our coaches' corner show, go out and do it. They're 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 really solid shows. Yep. Uh, I mean, the week before last, we got to talk to the baseball coach, brand new baseball coach. Loved him. We got, you know, we've talked to the boys golf coach. We've talked to boys and girls soccer. I mean, basically, almost every sport we've talked to in the short time. Yeah. Uh, and the ones that we haven't talked to, we have on the schedule coming up. Yeah. We got some some cool throwback. I mean, we're booked through October. Yeah. Right we're now. we are booking into November for our guests for our coaches corner, and yeah. you know, I mean, we're we've kind of expanded out to out to uh, Menifee County. Uh, you know, we're we're gonna give some of their some of their coaches a, a little bit of time. We have high level AAU coaches coming on. We got award winning basketball players and coaches coming. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Plus, yeah. we got. I mean, next week we have we have the athletic director Austin Maples. We have the football coach the week after that, Coach Caba. I mean, just a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. If you're not listening to it. Yeah, give it a shot. We get we get Coach K with the week of the Rec Bowl, right? And so that and that'll be that'll be cool as well. So, anyways, another great show. We'll see you guys. <laughs> oh, stay safe, oh, friends. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I I wanted to take the opportunity to just kind of hammer that in for the first few right. minutes of this show. Um, we we are going to continue on our conspiracy theory tonight. Um, but I do want to talk. Let's talk a little sports. Uh, we do have the the at this point. The baseball deadline has come and gone. It, has. it looked like the majority of the trades that transpired were some middle reliever help, some back end relieving help, some just some odd teams. I know the Braves grabbed a couple of relievers, uh, and they grabbed Nicky Lopez from the Royals for a backup middle infielder. 
You know how the Braves like to steal bases. Nicky Lopez is good at that. He is really good at stealing bases. Um, I know the Angels decided not to trade Otani and then go out and trade for four or five rentals, and they're in third place in their division, and I don't see them catching the Astros or the Rangers. So it's kind of really a dumb move. Um, I really think if I was the Angels, I would have traded Otani for a ton of prospects in return. And then focus to re-sign him in the off season. Yeah, but they didn't do that, so I don't know. I, I I'm not sure that the management there knows what they're doing. And then the the New York Mets, uh, whatever you want to call it, didn't work. They went out and signed Verlander they're, and Scherzer for a hundred million dollars. Their basically. spending experiment. Let's. I mean, yeah. let's just, I mean, it was it was they they went out and grabbed. The two biggest pitchers on the market yeah. last year. Paid a ton for them. Paid a ton of money. And then halfway through the season, we're like, eh, this isn't working. Yeah. Neither one of them has pitched well this this year. But guarantee, Verlander's going back to Houston. Yeah. We know what he's going to do in Houston. Yeah. He's on a team that's competing. Scherzer got sent to a team that's competing. Yeah. Um, with the Texas Rangers. They're going to pitch meaningful baseball Late into the season, yeah, yeah, they they will. Um, uh, they also moved Tommy Pham. Oh, did they? Yeah, they moved him to the Diamondbacks. Um, so I did not see that. They had, I mean, I have him on my fantasy team. The, well, he has a new he has a new home now. Um, they they were the biggest movers. Um, of course, you you know Baltimore traded for Jack Flaherty. I don't know if you'd seen that. No, I got him too. <laughs> uh, so he's got a he's got a. That's new home. why he didn't pitch today. Yep they they moved him. Um, and Eduardo Rodriguez for the Tigers okay, would not waive his no-trade clause to move to the Dodgers. That's kind of surprising, right? Yeah, I mean, he signed that big deal with them last year. So, that's but, one of those times that why would you, why would you not want to go to the Dodgers? Well, I was looking – the teams that typically make moves, I mean, the Yankees acquired like Spencer Howard. Yeah, uh, they made a few moves, but they didn't make the splash that they typically make. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is based off what you just said. Was the Angels said they're not moving Otani? Yeah, because Otani was the big fish. Yes, and it was long thought that he was going to move. Yeah. Well, when you're a guy like Otani, there's only a few places that can afford you. Right. Um, and that's New York. Yeah. A lot of people were talking about the Braves being on him, and I'm like, no, the Braves are the Braves are not that kind of team. The Alex Anthopoulos is is to me right now the GM of Major League Baseball. What he is doing with the Braves, getting these players locked in for long term deals at, at friendly team, he's paying them before they're due their money. Yep. All right. So, if you look at it on the terms, we've talked about this on the show recently with the running backs in the NFL. They're starting; you're starting to see them draft these high-end running backs in the first round, so they can get five years of control before they have to pay them, and then they're, they move off of them. Well, it's kind of the same way with this. You get the first seven, eight years out of the way of these these players. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you're getting the majority of their juice out of them, so to speak. Right. And then you're not going to pay them that $450 million contract after the fact at $50 million a year where the last six years of that, you don't know if they can even make it on the field or not. Right. Well, I'll be interested to see if the Cincinnati Reds take a similar approach and try to lock in some of their young talent early so they can have control over them longer. Well, obviously, I don't know that they make the playoffs. They're competing for that division title right now. They're still in first place. Uh, The Cubs are on fire right now. I don't know if they can catch them. But I think the Reds are seeing, like, it seems early for these rookies to be hitting the way they are. So they're kind of like on fire. So they're like, we got to take advantage of it while it's hot. Yep. Um, and, and that, you know, David Cruz has been a little cold here lately. I he mean, he been. was on fire when he first came up, but that's pretty typical. Right. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting to see the Braves right now are the best team in baseball. Yeah. And, and, and they're the team to beat. Right. And they're getting ready to get Max Freed back. Um, Hopefully they get Kyle Wright back before the playoffs. They're going to be tough. Yeah, their their lineup is insane. Acuna has now over fifty stolen bases, uh, which we haven't seen that in a long time. Alberto uh, Mondesi was he the last? He was probably was the last fifty yeah, bases two, two or three years ago. Yeah. But going back to the Mets' failure, Buck Showalter has to go. Oh, I would think so. I think I think you said it earlier. He's just a losing manager. Yeah. I mean, you could almost say the same thing about Dusty Baker. Yeah. Dusty Baker competes more at a higher level yeah. than Buck Showalter ever has. Yeah. Uh, but Dusty Baker also is kind of a losing manager. Yeah. At like, least he finally did get the one World Series. Yeah. But it, it's a similar thing, right? I'm, they can get to the playoffs. And and with that being said, Dusty Baker's won a lot of ball games. Oh, yeah. He's a Hall of Fame manager. Yeah. But he's just like he did get that one. You are right, but yeah. it's like if you're looking for if you're looking for consistency, Dusty Baker's your guy. Yeah. If you're looking for for consistency in terms of playoff success, eh, yeah. Dusty may not be your guy. But it, but if you want, it, like you said, if you want a team that's going to consistently compete for a division, Dusty Dusty can do that. Of course, Dusty came in after their cheating scandal, right? The yes. Astros. Yes. I don't know that many managers could have come in and did what he did right. to kind of stabilize that culture. Right. Right. He's kind of along the lines of Bill O'Brien going to Penn State. Right. Not, And, I mean, we talked about this on our way to Cleveland, is that Bill O'Brien does not get the his, his just due over what he did with Penn State after yeah. the Joe Paterno fiasco. Yeah. Um, he came in and stabilized that program and made – made it desirable for a guy like James Franklin. Right. Who James Franklin's going to do what James Franklin does, and he's going to win nine or ten ball games every year at Penn State. Yeah. And a lot of people seem to think he has maybe the team to beat in the Big Ten this year. Something and, – and I said this when uh, – James. I don't know if you remember me telling you that or not, but I, I said when James Franklin got hired – that might be the best hire of the entire year. James yeah. Franklin can coach football. If you can win at Vanderbilt, yeah, you can win anywhere, right? And he, like he was going like seven and five at Vanderbilt. Yeah, he was going to bowl games. Yeah, 
Yeah, and and that's just you don't see that a lot at Vanderbilt. I, I do think Franklin is a is a good is a really good coach, for sure. So I think that Franklin is really good, and like I said, he's going to be somewhere between nine and eleven wins every year. Yeah. Um, but getting back to Buck Showalter, he, he, same thing with what's his name that went back to the um, Chicago White Sox. Um, was long time uh, Larusa. Larusa, the games passed them by. Right. it's such a different game now. Yeah, yeah. It, these coaches, they weren't coaches. These managers that are seventy plus years old that have been in baseball for forty plus years, it's not that game anymore. It is not. It's, it's a completely different. It's game. all analytics yep. now. It's Moneyball. Yep. And Billy Bean and 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 his guys changed baseball. Yeah, and you got to embrace that. And, you know, um, Theo Epstein was one of those first people that embraced that when he was in Boston. Well, and the dude won a World Series in Boston and then turned around and won one in Chicago. Yeah. You're pretty dang good. Yeah. I don't even know. Where, he may not even be in baseball now. I don't think he is. Uh, but, but, like, you won a World Series with the Cubs and the Red Sox. Yeah. 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 You're doing something two, right. Two teams that went. Almost 100 years without winning a World right. Series, and he did it both in like 10 years. Yeah. So, yeah, it's understanding the game of of that. Yeah. And uh, the farm system really plays a lot into that now, and we have talked till we're blue in the face about scouting, mm-hmm. and some teams are really good at it, a la the Braves, the – uh, the 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 seems Rays to be the, seems to be the Reds right now. Yeah, the the Rays are really good at that. Well, the Orioles. Yeah, I mean they've been the whipping boy for a long time. Look, that, two years ago they lost a hundred games, and they're winning the AL East right now, and and look to be like the team to beat in the AL East, uh, or at least they were leading it the last time I looked. I think they still are. Um, kind of going back and forth between them and the Rays. I almost laughed. You said they they two years ago they won the uh, or they lost a hundred games. Yeah, I was like, was Buck Showalter their manager? No, he had left in yeah. twenty eighteen. Yeah, but he was their manager for a long time. Yeah, yeah. He's just a like, he's barely a five hundred. He's barely got a five hundred winning percentage. So I mean, like, he's middle of the road. That's funny. Of course, he was the manager of the Yankees from 92 to 95 prior to them going on their big streak with Joe Torre. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so let's talk about that for a second. The Yankees. Everybody, oh, the Yankees, oh, the Yankees. And they're still stuck in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. That's what mm-hmm. their fans are stuck on. 2009 was their last World Series appearance. And it's like... Guys, you realize that what you just talked about is why they were, they went out good good farm system, right? Derek Jeter came up through the farm system. Yeah, Mariano Rivera, Mariano Rivera, um, Andy Pettit. Yeah, um, but oh shoot, who Jorge Posada, uh, yeah, him. Yeah, but they had veterans that they had signed. Yeah, like but it wasn't big deals. Like they had they had a pretty good farm system. Yeah, and they've gone away from that. And they're big money spenders now, and they want to go out and spend the most money, and they want to try to buy teams. Yeah. It hasn't worked. 
Well, I mean, the Dodgers have done that. And listen, and we, the we Dodgers have sprinkled in one or two. But I mean, well, we talked. If the Dodgers don't win the World Series when they do, just a couple years ago, yeah, Dave Roberts is gone. Yeah, because you talk about somebody that has underachieved. Yeah, to have the teams that Dave Roberts has had in in LA. Yeah, and only have one World Series. One, I think it shows how hard it is to win the World Series. Right. But two is the game is different now. Yeah. You can't just stock up on talent and think that, well, I'm just going to modoc everybody. Well, and the funny thing about it is, is they won that World Series over the Tampa Bay Rays, and we talked about this. Kevin Cash blew that. He caught – yeah. He, Dave Roberts and the Dodgers did not win that World Series. Kevin Cash lost the World Series. Yeah. He was – I mean – the game was it Glass Snail that he pulled out? It was uh, Snail. Snail. Blake Snail had pitching a, a gym. A gym. Yeah. And would he pull him after five? Yeah. And you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. And you know Blake Snail's never been able to recover from that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked with our with our with our golfers about how mental the game of golf is. I think it's underestimated how mental the game of baseball is because Blake Snail has not been able to recover. And, you know, maybe Kevin Cash knew what he was doing. I don't know. But all I do know is the way Blake Snell was pitching, you tell him, son, you're staying out there until you give me reason to pull you. Yeah. Yeah, and at that point, if I remember, he had like 10 strikeouts and only give up one hit. Yeah. I mean, he, he was, was dealing. Yeah, yeah, he was dealing. And, and it all changed because they wound up losing that game and never recovered. Never. But – in terms of uh, uh, trade deadlines in Major League Baseball, it was pretty anticlimactic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Verlander and Scherzer, both big names, but they're 40 years old. Yeah. Like, they're going to help the teams they're currently on. Right. They're going to help the Rangers. They're going to help the Astros. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the Rangers had to fill DeGrom's spot. Yeah. Which, you know, the Rangers are the team spending all the money now. Yeah. And they better hope that it pays off. But I, I think that we have a legitimate shot right now of seeing the Rangers and the Braves in the World Series. Yeah, I mean, probably. Yeah. I, and, course, and as a Braves fan, that excites you. As a mediocre baseball fan, that really doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> well, it would be extremely disappointing for the Braves to have the season that they're having right now and then not be able to – to finish the job. I mean, talk about, but let's talk about, uh, uh, you know, we're talking about playoffs and things like that. I mean, what about the team that I built in fantasy baseball leading wire to wire? I gave the new manager, manager Muncie, all the tools. Yeah. However, he did do something that you would have never allowed to happen. What is that? He lost to me. Oh, Good Lord. I, that can't happen. I mean, you never allowed it to happen. One time. Fantasy basketball. Yeah. Yeah. And you've never let me live that down. Yeah. And, you know, now, I, now I've officially beat that team that you beat in, in baseball. And I pay, I suffered dearly for it because I'm on the wrong side of the bracket. <laughs> and David already has me down like 9 to 0. And I texted him today, and I was like, well, you made short work of me. And he goes, long way to go. And I'm like, I don't know if you realize it or not, my team didn't show up last night. And uh, 
your team did. And, like, at this point, it would literally take both of all of the next two weeks to try to make up any ground whatsoever. Like, if I win four categories, I'll be stunned. Right. Yeah. Because I'm pretty good at, at looking at that kind of stuff. And right. It's amazing how you can look at day one of the playoffs and be like, well, it's over. Yeah. See you next year. <laughs> so, but anyways. And, I mean, football's getting ready to kick off. Yeah. So, we'll be talking a lot of football moving forward for our football-loving fans. Uh, but uh, did you see that Kentucky signed a big seven foot two Croatian? <laughs> I did see that. And the picture that KSR used to dis- was him getting dunked on, dunked beside. But yeah. still, a seven-foot, like, you can't just find one of him just, like, standing there. Like, right. you got to pick that picture. Yeah. He was being put on a poster. Yeah. look, It looked like it, he was afraid to get in front of the guy dunking the yes. ball. Yes. Is what it looked like. It makes him look soft. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of weird, though, because Cal's not one to go – after the, the the European players. I mean, was Enos Canner the last European player that he went after? I don't know. What about the kid that's on the team this year, the Uga, whatever? I don't even know where that kid came from. Yeah, I don't either. Ugana. Ugana, yeah. Um, Enos Canner never even played. No, but then somebody ended up coming out and saying that, you know, uh, we actually were wrong. He should have played. Yeah. And Enos Canner on the team that he did not makes a ton of difference. Um, but this seven foot two player is a project. Yeah. Like I, we're one hundred percent, he's a project. Yeah, he's pretty thin, and I would say he was brought on because they're not sure uh, with Ugana's issue and then Bradshaw's issue. We're not sure what we're going to look like up top, so we got to have some extra depth there. So um, I would imagine that's why a seven foot two Croatian. But Adam Muncy says he's got the one thing that you can't coach: height. Height. So you can't teach seven foot two. No, you can't. You can teach him how to work with that seven foot two. Yeah, but you can't make a kid get bigger. Right, and I don't know if he's a rim protector or if he's a well that ball picture, guy. If we go off that picture, he's definitely no rim protector. <laughs> no, because that true. guy was dunking very easily. Yeah, that, that was almost like a layup dunk. Yeah. It was like, eh. yeah, you didn't even try to get in front of him. That's like uh, that's like getting in front of Refrigerator Perry when he's running at you with a football. Hey, just get out of the way. But, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. That really chaps my height that the Bears used Walter Payton the way they did. Yeah. It's like we're going to let you do all the grunt work, and then we're going to hand it off to a defensive lineman, and he's yeah. going to run it in. Yeah. I mean, did they not think Payton could get it in? You know, it, it when you heard Mike Ditka talk about it. Wait, did you just say heard? When you heard Mike Ditka? When you hear Mike Ditka talk about it. I think you it. said heard. When Adam and Wes will let us know. Adam and Wes, listen to this spot. Go back and rewind it. Did Sean say heard? <laughs> well, whatever. Anyways, when you hear Coach Ditka talk about it, he's like, I was just thinking about winning the game. He said, I honestly wasn't paying attention to the fact that he did not have a touchdown. Or he said, I would have let him score a touchdown. That's what he says. Listen, that was a completely different time. You have Walter freaking Payton in the background, backfield. One of the greatest running backs of all time. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that you were up 46 to 
ten or whatever. Right. Like I don't buy Mike Ditka and his just for men mustache at all. <laughs> no, that, that and and that scorned uh, Walter. I'm sure. Yeah. Which? How in the world that team only won one Talk Super about Bowl? Underachieving. Yeah. Yeah. They they were just. I, did they just not like each other? I think there was a lot of that, and I think uh, McMahon was kind of – He was of, a jerk, probably. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a different quarterback, a different coach, it's a different outcome. Yeah, maybe. So, uh, you want to talk some conspiracy theory? I'm always down to talk a good – are we going to talk about how the earth is really flat? Uh, that's not what I picked, no. Oh. I uh, actually picked – You going to talk about Wes's favorite conspiracy? How his favorite player from his favorite team didn't win the Heisman Trophy? No, who was that? University of Tennessee volunteer Peyton Manning. Oh, that's true. That's one of Wes's favorite conspiracies. He said the man's out to the man's trying to hold down Phil Fulmer and the Tennessee Volunteers. Yeah, that's true. Um, Wes actually had to turn off Rocky Top to listen to this podcast. And he's in Tennessee. His favorite place to be. Yeah, yeah. So now I, I went with the Titanic. The Titanic? Yeah. You talking about the Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet Titanic? Uh, the original one. Oh, so not, okay. Yeah. Not the motion picture. So I was doing a little research. Oh. And there's like a dozen different types of conspiracies on this Titanic. Well, I've heard a few, and I didn't do as much research. And it's 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 really wild. I mean, there's one belief that it was already on fire. Yeah, yeah, I saw that prior um, to it, and they just thought, nah, it'll be okay. And and there was like people thought that they should have just went at it head on instead of trying to turn and I've miss heard that, that. One too, because we have ships now that are called icebreakers. Yeah, that that's what they they just yeah. go through it. Yeah, so. Here's the most thought of. Did you know that the Titanic had a sister ship called the Olympic? I did know that. And it was a much older, uglier sister. It was. And they they looked the same, but the Olympic had been decommissioned because of its age and that it needed to basically be parked and some repairs done to it. The conspiracy thought to this is that in the middle of the night, they switched all of this stuff and dressed up the Olympic like the Titanic, changed the name, and they basically did the old switcheroo on those two things. And the Olympic is what set sail. And being the fact that it already had damage to it, it hitting the iceberg Obviously, it would not survive the hit, okay? So the reason thought behind that is that J.P. Morgan owned the Titanic and the Olympic. Did you know this? I did. So J.P. Morgan, we all know who this is, right? We I mean, know J.P. The name is still here. If You, you can't have a, watch television and not know J.P. Morgan. If you have a Chase credit card or at a Chase bank, that's J.P. Morgan. So J.P. Morgan... Um, owning basically both of those. He was a financial tycoon, okay? He was a mogul. Right. 
he was pushing for the um, like this money market thing to be taken place. I can't remember what it is, exactly it's called. Um, and a lot of his competitors were against this, right? So, fun fact, all of his competitors rode the Titanic. What? Or the Olympic or whatever you want to call it. And right? let me guess, J.P. Morgan was supposed to be on it, too. He was. But just hours before it said sail, he did not get on the ship. Maybe maybe he had cold feet. Right. Yeah, he had cold feet. So... I don't know that I believe that they intentionally ran into the iceberg because how the heck would you know the iceberg was there, right? I mean, you would have had to sail that 50 times and go, okay, we're going to come this path because there's a big iceberg we can run into. I don't think that there are people that believe that, but I don't believe that part of it. I do believe that J.P. Morgan knew that that wasn't the Titanic and that the Olympic would not be able to be successful on that. And it's it, it's quite possible that those people died on purpose. So all of his competition died. Right. Okay? They all did. Because we all know women and children first, very few men survived that. Right. None of his competitors did. Dang it. Okay? And J- then... JP was sad. A week later... He put he gets to push through the the money thing that he wanted the why don't why can I not remember the name of that let me see if it's in my notes here real quick um I can't that's not there anyways I can't remember what it was but anyways it was some sort of a money thing but that goes through okay and they didn't really ever question that now there was. Um, they have said that there are some features when they've done the dive down that you could see things that said the Olympic on it, like the propeller um, and another, there was something else that uh, said Olympic on it. Will we ever know for sure? No. Not a chance. But, you know, there is just a lot to it. You know, there's another... Let's see what this other one here is. Um, so the Olympics parts were stamped with a 400 on it. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Titanic was 401. And only... Or I'm sorry. The Olympics parts were stamped 400. Only materials numbered... 401 were recovered in the wreckage. So, I don't know. What do you believe? In the grand scheme of things, I think it was the Titanic. I do too. And it's simply because the ability to dress up the Olympic. Of course, you had J.P. Morgan if he, you know, potentially funding it. Without people noticing, right? The chance of that would be astronomical. Yeah. Um. I do think that there were issues going on with it, and then of course you had the captain say that it's a ship that even God couldn't sink. Yeah. Um. Listen, 
I'm not trying to test God like that, <laughs> right? Like I'm not, I'm not trying to, uh, I'm not trying to test Him at all. But I do think the Titanic sinking could have been avoided. Yeah. Well, wasn't there? If I remember, there were suspicions to halt it from sailing, anyways. Like, um, yeah, I mean, I think there's reports that. People claiming that it was on fire. Yeah. When we talked about that earlier, like there are reports that people claim that it was on fire before it even set sail. Yeah. Yeah, because it it, it sailed by steam and they had coal and stuff like that. And that has it, that has been a thought that it weakened the hull mm-hmm. on that lower section, and then when it hit that, you know, it just popped all of those rivets off and just started allowing water in. I mean, the fact that it took two and a half hours for it to sink is quite amazing. Um, why did they not have enough boats for every That's another thing. Person? Like, why didn't you? Of course, and it has to go back to, I'm sure it has to go back to either weight or they took the boats off to have other stuff. You know, but why don't you have enough boats for everybody? Right. Um uh, and then it's just really odd. I mean, and and then you you know you you of course watch the movie, and then all the stuff that you see about it, and it's like, and then they sh- as they were sinking, they shot off their flare guns and stuff, and there was another ship that could see it, but thought it was I think they thought it was fireworks or like something like they, so they didn't come to help. Like it's just really odd. Yeah. Have you been to the Titanic Museum in Yatlinburg or no. Pigeon Forge? I don't think so. It's pretty cool. Uh, they've got a, a lot of the relics and stuff that are that have been recovered from that. Um, I mean, most of the time when they go to the Titanic, it's a successful uh, thing. And, and it's not guided by a yeah PlayStation controller. And I, I mean, I don't know. It's still kind of a Titanic thing. There's now conspiracy theories that there was nobody on that thing or that it even went down because I saw a picture the other day that wherever it set sail from, uh, what was it called? Uh, what was that thing called that just blew that, that went down through there? Oh gosh. What'd they call that? The, the thing that imploded. I, I, I can't remember what it was called now. Um, but, there, are, there is a picture floating around on the internet that they see it setting underneath a tarp, the tail and the front sticking out. And so he, they said that either this picture was before it set sail or they built another one, and they didn't build another one. There was only one. Right. So a lot of people speculate that the whole thing was made up and that these guys, with all of their billions of dollars, just disappeared. So, because... It imploded, right? And if it imploded, it would have basically liquidized the, the the human beings, and there would be no recoverable items. So, and there were recoverable items. Were there? I don't know. I, I know they recovered wreckage. Yeah, the wreckage part, but no no people. So I don't know. Who knows? There's a there's a world full of conspiracy theories. Oh, I mean conspiracies all the time. I mean, for example. 
There was enough room for Jack on that door. <laughs> I mean, I t- I'm just here. To- and I mean, and she kept the heart of the ocean till she died. Yeah, threw it back in the water. Yeah, but all I know is Jack did not have to die. Right. Yeah, and I'm still bitter about that. <laughs> I'm also confused as to why it had to be a two VHS set. <laughs> Like, why did it have to be two videos? Yes, it was a three-hour movie. You mean to tell me Gone with the Wind was out? Was Gone with the Wind a two, a two VHS set? I don't, I don't think so. Then why the heck did the Titanic have to be a two VHS set? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember that. Titanic, when you bought it on VHS, two VHS. That's so funny. You had a part, part one and a part two. I'm... So far removed from VHFs, I like that's that's really funny. There's, I will tell you though, there's nothing more disappointing than walking in the bo- blockbuster and finding the movie that you want to watch. Right? Yeah. You get it home, you go to put it in, and the dang thing wasn't rewound. You talk <laughs> about ruining a Friday night that you had to spend the seventy seconds to rewind that. Right. I remember being so put off. Yeah. And thinking that that person was the scum of the earth. Right. If you can't rewind your videotape. Be kind, rewind. <laughs> yeah. If you can't rewind your videotape before you take it back to Blockbuster or radio or Movie Warehouse or whatever your local place was, you're a worthless human. Look, kids today will never know. No. The fun it was to go to your local video shop mm-hmm. and spend... An hour in there looking for movies to watch. Mine started as Video Vault. Okay. And then it moved to Movie Warehouse. Yeah. And then we got a Blockbuster. Yeah. But um, nothing. There was nothing like it. Yeah. Uh, going and finding the old the old uh, wrestling section. Yes. And you go through there and you get a you you get a wrestling video and I mean. Video games. I remember calling and asking about video games or, or, or movies. No, and they'd put you on a list and they'd let you know when it came in. Yeah. Kids don't know nothing about that. No. And the, the little goofy tracking buttons that you had on your remote that probably didn't ever do anything, but you had like the you had like the static on your tape when you started playing it, you pressed the tracking button to get it to clear out. <laughs> that didn't do anything. <laughs> right. But it felt like you were doing something. Right. And, you know, took you, you had to have a college degree to program a thing, into, you know, one of VHSs to begin with. <laughs> right. So. It, I, I remember when mom bought the, our first uh, VCR, I think she paid like seven or $800 yeah. for it. My grandfather went to buy one, pay for it in cash, right? Yeah. And uh, the guy at the counter was like, you want to put, you know, took him, he was there all day because he had to pick out the right one, right? Yeah. And uh, had the money ready, and he's like, "You want to do this? No. You want to do that? No. You want to buy the two hundred dollar protection plan?" And he's like, "Put it back on the shelf. If I got to spend this much money on it, I don't want it. Right? If you're if you're selling me protection policies for it, I don't need it. Yeah, yeah. That was when protection <gasps> policies were ridiculous. Yeah, it was like two or three hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Now you can, but now it's a little out of out of sort, like." I went to Walmart Target the other day. Of course, I collect wrestling action figures. I have I have several, and I bought one. It was on sale, like fourteen bucks. 
And the lady's like, you want to put a protection plane on that? On a wrestling figure? 100%. And I was like, no. It was going to be like $1.38. I was like, what are you going to do? Send me another one? So you can legitimately get a protection plan on anything now, I guess. You know what You know what that's comparable to? You've got to the point now where every place is asking, would you like to round this up for the poor kids of whatever? Yeah. No. And then it gives you the option for a tip. You took a dollar from me so I could get a drink out of the fountain machine by myself, and I'm supposed to give you a tip. Why am I giving you a tip? Well, I. Ch- what did you do? Well, I I think that whenever I like, like, I'm okay. I'm going to say this now because it's places Cattleman's. Okay, I'll walk in Cattleman's and I'll get a to go salad. Yep. All the the person does is they give me my box, and they ring me up. And there's a spot on the receipt for me to tip them. Yeah. It's like, I legitimately did all the work. You didn't even, I ought to give the person who cut the vegetables up a tip. <laughs> right. They did can the work. Can you give this to the cook? <laughs> right. Can you give that to the lady over here, Wanda, that's chopping the vegetables? Yeah. Let Wanda have the tip. At least the person filling up the, the salad right. bar. Right? Like, come on, man. Yeah. But and it's, it's society now. I know. And it's. It, I saw, I saw a TikTok this afternoon. It was pretty funny. It was like, guy. It showed him checking out, and it said, "Would you like to round up to save the dog?" No. Do you not like dogs? Yes. So, do you want to help the dogs? No. Do you even care about the dog? Yes. Do you want to help the dog? No. And it's like going through all these questions, and then at the end, it says. When he finally gets it to a point where he says, no, he goes, he's dead. And he's like, what? Now how do you feel? You killed the dog. <laughs> just kept like going back right, and right. forth. And he goes, I think there's something wrong with your machine. And he goes, you talk to me only. <laughs> it was really funny. Cause, but it's the truth. Yeah. Like you, it's 50 questions when you go get gas at a gas station now. Right. You can't just put the card in and, and get your gas. Well, so Kroger self-checkout now. I'm a big self-checkout person. Yeah, me too, because I just don't want to wait. And I can bag it how I want to bag it. Yeah. Um, I had um, it ask you at the end if you want to round up. I will do it if I'm 95 cents or higher. Yeah. I'll go on a round up to that dollar. But if I'm like... Six seventy six. You're not getting my twenty four cents. Right. I'll round up three pennies. I'm no. not rounding up twenty four cents. <laughs> right. Uh, well, you don't know where that money's going. You don't really know. And I mean, do you like to believe that it's going in the right spot? But I mean, it's like, what's the who's the uh, Salvation Army stands out there ringing the bell? Well, like, and I tell you, one of the biggest crocs going right now is the Goodwill. Oh yeah. You get they get everything. Given to them. Yeah. We were at the Goodwill. Of course, you know we're a big Goodwill family. My right. my wife and kids think Goodwill is the greatest place. And I found lots of good stuff there. But we were at the one in Winchester a month or so ago. They had a kid's book that was Marvel. So Noah, anytime, my youngest, anytime he goes in the good the Goodwill, as he calls it, he thinks he has to get something. Because for a long time, 
you know, he'd find a sack of toys that were a dollar, and yeah, sure, get it. So he thinks he has to get something. They, you know, he'll be like, "What's my limit today?" <laughs> and so you know, had to give him a limit. And uh, he'll be like, he'll bring me something, you know, limit three bucks. He'll bring me something at seven ninety nine. Is this three dollars? <laughs> you know, that's not three dollars. <laughs> Man, I really wish it was. I really wish it was eight dollars. I really wish my limit was eight dollars. But so he couldn't find anything, and he gets super frustrated when he can't find something. So we're looking through the books, and I'm like, oh, hey, look, there's a. It was a five in one early reader Spider Man book, right? And I was like, hey, look at this. And we're looking through it. And he's like, oh. And I looked at the price tag. And I was like, man, that can't be right. $20. And I was like, that can't be right. There were a couple more Marvel books that were on there. around the same. I pulled them off. They're $20. And I was like, you guys, this book was given to you. Yeah. You saw Marvel on it. And you're trying to capitalize. And, and I bet the book brand new wasn't $20. Have you seen the have you seen the the people and I wonder if this is why Goodwill has caught on to this. There's a bunch of people that will go to like a Goodwill uh-huh. or these places and they'll scan these books with their typically textbooks. Yeah, with their Amazon account thing and see what they're selling for on Amazon. And so they're three or four dollars at Goodwill, they can sell it on Amazon for fourteen, so they'll buy them ship them to Amazon, Amazon sells the books for them, and they get the, the profit off of it. Right. I just wonder if Goodwill has caught on to that kind of stuff and is intentionally Potentially, doing that. and I mean, you know, you got people that go, but like, I know of people that go to Goodwills and Salvation Armies and they get close and they turn around and sell them. I've tried to do that before. I've like, not tried, but like, I've gone to look. I would have inventory of crap right. that I could Like, I've gone to look and I was like, oh, I wonder what I can get that for. Well, heck, like, then you think about the time that you have to put into yep. it. Like, yep. man, that's a lot of time. It's a full-time job. It is a full-time job. I, listen, I wouldn't want to do it if it was my full-time job. Isn't your job. brother-in-law the one that does the toys? He does. And he's he he he's actually backed off buying anything um, because he has so much back stock now that he's trying to move. Yeah. Well, I, and I see people all the time that that they literally quit their full-time job and they now that's what they do. They either they go around and buy stuff. Like I've seen people that will go to TJ Maxx and scan an item off of the shelf. Like it was one dude I saw bought like six car seats that were forty nine dollars at TJ Maxx, but they were selling on Amazon for a hundred and fifty dollars. He bought all six of them and went and sold them all on Amazon and made six hundred dollar profit. Well, so. I have had a few occasions where I've done that. Lucy bought a uh, pair of brand new Nike, you know, like the Peloton bikes. It yeah. was biking shoes. For They were clearanced out 99 cents. And I sold those jokers on like Poshmark or something for like $53. Yeah. She bought a pair of flats. We were talking about Goodwill at Goodwill one time for like four bucks. And I sold them for over a hundred. So, like, the stuff is there. Yeah. But I also got lucky on those two. Yeah. Uh, Lucy knew what she was looking for. She's a lot better than at that than I am. Uh, she knows what she was looking for. She knows, you know, about how much stuff is. So, she'll sometimes buy something like that. And it's like, hey, I bought something for you to try to sell, and I'll put it on there and try to sell. But, um, I mean, they've ra- like, you think about it, like, everything in there was given to you. Yeah. There shouldn't be a thing in there worth more than $5. Right. 
Like, and that's at the high end. Yeah. Because everything was given to you. It was all used. Right. It's all used stuff that people gave to you. Yeah. And their CEO is a billionaire. Yeah. We quit giving <coughs> we quit giving our stuff to them. There's a place over in Winchester, CC's Closet. Uh-huh. Um, and they utilize that for the local uh, homeless people. And everybody that works there is a volunteer. I think there's one, the, the manager is the only one that has a salary. Yeah. But we take stuff over there, and and generally stuff is marked extremely reasonable. Right. And there is occasions that if somebody comes in and they need clothes, they'll give them to them. Right. Well, one of my wife's chief complaints about Goodwill is that they have a color of the week, and that stuff's like 50% off or something. And on Sundays, that's one of her days that she likes to go in there. They'll be apparently pull- that's the day everybody likes to go in there because we eat at Mexican in the restaurant down there from it, and it's always at twelve o'clock jam packed full. Well, they're pulling all the the colored tag stuff that that week's. They're pulling it off the shelf. For one business, that doesn't even make sense. Wouldn't you want to get rid of that inventory? Yeah, but no, like, and and my wife's called them out on it before. Like, what are you doing? And, and most time, the workers like what my manager told me to do. I mean, like. It didn't make sense to me either. So, but so they don't want to sell it fifty percent off. No, they want to get their full, you know, five bucks or whatever. Yeah. Out of it. So you bring people into the store with the deal and then take the deal away from them. Yeah. Good grief. Uh, we, I'll tell a funny story. I know we were in a Goodwill in Ohio because my wife can sniff out a Goodwill within honor miles. <laughs> right. So we were in a Goodwill in Ohio. And it was this big goodwill. And, like, my Noah was way excited. Like, I've hit the jackpot. And their toy department was lacking. It was lackluster, to say the least. Yeah. And there was nothing there. And as we're walking out the door, Noah's like, I hate this stupid goodwill. <laughs> they don't have no toys. <laughs> so, he and, like, our goodwill here used to have uh, how was your how was your shopping experience buttons and it was green, light green, light red, red, buddy. He would he would hit that red if they didn't have any good stuff. And he would slap that red <laughs> as he's walking out the door and like mean mug him like you you deserve that. <laughs> he was serious about the goodwill for a long time. But I I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is about Sundays, but you know, it's. I don't know if it's when they put out the fresh stock or or whatever it is. But um, I, I'd be willing to bet there's a large portion of people out there that are are buying and flipping stuff. I, I, I like I said, I would never be good at that. Right. You know, I can't even sell stuff on eBay. I, I listed some old sport sports stuff on eBay. And it said, you know, it recommends ninety nine cents, and the average sale is nine dollars. Well, half of the stuff I had on there, I sold for ninety nine cents plus shipping. I made no money on no, any of it. You probably took a loss. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the only thing I did sell and made any money on it was a pair of tennis shoes. Yeah. And I made twenty or thirty bucks on them. But I mean, I. In the grand scheme of things, I did not recover what I spent on them. Right. But they were just sitting in my closet. Well, we had an exciting week at our house. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We became a processing factory. <laughs> For 
those of you that don't know, we were a homestead. We were raising our own meat chickens and ducks. Well, Sunday. Slaughter Sunday. Slaughter Sunday. <laughs> Time for freezer camp. I didn't do I, I was I was a lot of the a lot of the running, filling, going and doing things, right? My wife and some of our friends and our kids worked extremely hard all day long. You talk about a job that and it's like we could have thrown one of the chickens in, in on the grill or you know something and cooked it, but talk about a job that's not instant gratification. That's like what the heck are we doing? That's one of them. Yeah. Man. You said you did almost fifty chickens almost and twelve 50 ducks. Chickens right? and twelve ducks. So have you eaten duck before? Uh, my wife has. She's in culinary school. She has uh, ate duck at school and really enjoyed it. Okay. So uh, you cook it like 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 uh, she cut like the breast and some out of, and, and stuff out of some of them, and you basically cook it like a steak. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Not like chicken. It's it's a dark meat. Uh, well, I like dark meat. I do too. That's why the thigh is one of my favorite pieces of chicken. Yeah. Same. Yeah, thigh and leg. So, I mean, how can you not like a chicken leg? <laughs> yeah. It's one of the first things you give a kid when they're like, here, eat that. Yeah. Because it's got a handle. Well, uh, Elizabeth, sometimes we've got like uh, an Instapot. Mm-hmm. Which, I a, hate Instapots. Have I ever told you that? Uh, no. <laughs> they're like a new school pressure cooker yeah. type deal. She'll put, uh, she'll get some thigh and chicken thighs and put them in with barbecue uh-huh. and cook them in that. Man, they just fall off the bones. Well, I tell you, so why I hate Instapots. I mean, we're all over the place right now. <laughs> why, why I hate, people tuning in for sports and I'm talking about Instapots right now after I just went on a segment about Goodwill. My gosh, it's our show. I'll talk about whatever the heck I want to. Hey, this is. We are the OPs, We're the OPs. Man, We're, original podcast. We're just talking about whatever we want to. So, I'm a big QVC guy. Have I ever told you that? <laughs> no. I love QVC. Oh okay. In the Kitchen with David is my jam. <laughs> I love it. And you know why I love it? Because you can get six easy payments. <laughs> don't worry about it. You don't have the $400 right now. No big deal. I'm going to let you pay for it over the next six months. And you, it turns out that you pay exactly what it costs. It's not like most places. Like, oh, no, we'll give you that house on a 30-year loan. Yeah. You're going to pay four times what it's worth. Yeah. But we'll give it to you. No, QVC's different. $400, they break it up in six months. And at the end, you've paid $400. So I love QVC. So, David, if you're listening, big fan. Happy dance, happy dance. That's his thing, too. Uh <laughs> So I bought an Instapot off there. Heard all the rage about it. I got it. Excited about it. Put my meal in there. Cooked it. It cooked maybe 37 seconds. Shot an error message up on the screen. And I was like, oh, dang. So I got to, what do you do when anybody does it? First, I unplug it, right? Yep. Plug it back in. Error message still there. Then I turned to the Googles. Go to the Google. Well, it was basically, you remember when Xbox used to have the red ring of death? Yes. It was basically a red ring of death. When you got that, there ain't nothing you can do about it. And I was like, this Joker's brand new. So I was mad. I scraped my food out of there, boxed that Joker back up with all the disgusting stuff inside of it, sent it back. They sent me another one. Had a huge dent in the side. Call no, take us back. Don't want it. Well, you want us to replace it? No, you just replaced it. You replaced my broken one with a dented one. I didn't want it. 
Give me money back. They gave me money back. So I said no Instapots for a long time. Well, we got given one. Fine. We'll take an Instapot. I'd be danged if I didn't cook that thing and shot another error message. <laughs> it took forever to cook it. I'm like, I thought it's, it's an Instapot. I could have put the dang thing in a crock pot yeah. and let it cook for six hours. Yeah. It's like the Insta definitely is a misleading I'd assume name. I'd assume for false advertising. Because Elizabeth tried chili in it. Chili's something you gotta cook low and slow. You know that. And I know that. But I'm telling you, she cooked chili in it two or three times. To the point that I got to where I don't eat chili anymore. Like, I got so turned off by the chili yeah. that I, I, I couldn't eat it. Yeah. I, I mean, it was that bad. It would literally disintegrate the, the noodles. Yeah. And and I, I was like, I don't understand why you keep fixing that. Because, like, literally, pot roast, pork roast, things like that, the chicken thighs, about the only thing. But... I guarantee you that thing hasn't been used in a year. So no barbecue chicken thighs for you in the last. No, year. we haven't had that in a while. You know, but it's like, but people love people love the Instabot. Live by them. Yeah, you know another overrated tool, the air fryer. Oh, now we use the air fryer every day. I we use it occasionally. It does really good on chicken nuggets. I, yeah. I got my own chicken nuggets. I don't need nobody to buy me chicken nuggets. Yeah, and French fries. Yep. You got you got to be careful on those on the French fries though. You get too many of them, they get clumped up, and then you got just you, a you French fry. Yeah, you got to cook them and flip them and shake them right. quite often. I think air fryer's a little overrated. I prefer the airless fryer. Okay, just oh, I oh fryer. Yeah. it's airless. It's well, Chase and I like that Gordon's frozen fish. The Gordon's fisherman. So we I, we use the air fryer for that. Frozen hamburgers, throw a frozen hamburger in there. It'll do that. Uh, I've cooked sausage in it before. I've cooked biscuits in it before. Um, I mean, if you're rewarming something up, it's pretty good. I mean, we legit use the air fryer probably every day. We've been, we're like on our third or fourth one. We run through them I saw, pretty good. I saw during COVID that there was a meme that would go out. It's like, how do people come, come through COVID without buying an air fryer, learning a hobby, or having a baby? <laughs> Because that's what people are doing. They were yeah. you learning new things, or cooking new things, or making new things. Yeah, but yeah, uh, <laughs> but I, I'm kind of underwhelmed with an air fryer. Yeah, and I a lot of that probably just has to do with food food choices. You know, on some of that stuff too. Right. Plus, you're cooking for eight people. I am an air fryer. Doesn't really fit well with eight people, right? I mean, we got to yeah. think. We got to use the big, like eight quart crock pot. Yeah, because you know, chicken nugget limits probably ten to twelve. I pushed the limit on it the other day. Yeah, and I had to go. Um, I had to go a little longer in it because I knew they weren't cooked. Yeah, but um, I'm I'm just not a I'm just not a fan. I'm I'm more of a I'm more of a stovetop. Crockpot kind of guy. I, yeah. I do. I do. I do. I do. You know, a fair share of a fair share of cooking at home. And I, one thing about me too, I learned from I learned from Nona that if there's a pan or a dish or a bowl or a spoon or a spatula, 
I'm dirty. <laughs> Listen, I, I am the world's worst about starting something in a pot and then being like, well, shoot, that ain't big enough. <laughs> so then I got to go get a different one. Yeah. I've been known to have to do that two or three times. <laughs> you think I'd learn? And then what I do, I, I, I use my, use my mixing spoon, I mix some, and then I'll just take it and I'll touch raw chicken. I'm like, well, that's ruined. So then I have to go get another one. Yeah. I, I'm the world's worst. Good thing I have so many kids to clean so, up after me. So let me ask you this, because my wife hates that I do this. You got macaroni and cheese on the on one burner, gr- green beans on the other burner, and carrots on the other burner. Do you use an, do you use one spoon for all three, or do you use three spoons? One spoon for all three. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. I don't, why do you do you that? Can't cross contaminate foods. No, I, I, I mean I use one spoon to for all three. No, <laughs> you can't cross contaminate. Nobody wants macaroni goo in their carrots. I do. No. I mean now before the cheese, you know, if you're just staring oh, the noodles, well that changes things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that changes. Yeah, I mean, if you're just staring the noodles, staring the, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I thought you were talking about like when it's done, like you're like, here's macaroni, <laughs> oh, here's no. green beans, here's no, carrots. No, I won't do that part. Of okay, it. all right, all right. <laughs> the, you're not a sociopath. <laughs> no. All right, that's fine. And I don't use salt. I don't. I don't season anything with salt. Oh, I I'm not a huge salt fan. I have to watch my oldest daughter because she's like, and I'll have to be like, hey, I season this. It's fine. Like yeah. if you need to, but like she'll be like, I'm like, hey, yeah. Leave the. You're supposed to taste something other than salt. Oh, look! I know people. My mother-in-law is one of them. She'll take a tomato, which I know you love tomatoes, and just cover it in salt to where it looks white. And I'm like, you just ruined the tomato. I mean, like that. And people put salt on watermelon. Yeah. Ugh. Well, watermelon's gross anyway. You don't like watermelon? No. I could eat a half of watermelon by myself. No. My kids and my wife love watermelon. I love watermelon. Uh, I love uh, cantaloupe. Oh, that's the worst fruit ever. Uh, I eat cantaloupe every day. That's disgusting. Yep. You've just grossed me out. I don't know that we can be friends any longer. <laughs> um, I will, if Lucy buys a watermelon, uh, the watermelon baller, like she'll use that. If it's sitting there, I'll grab You know, I'll grab a couple of them. And throw, but like, I'm like, nah. Like, yeah. But... Uh, is it just the flavor or the texture? I just don't like it. Yeah. Um, what fruit do you like? Apples, bananas, strawberries, uh, grapes. Yeah. I mean the basic ones. Yeah. Um, much more of a much more of a vegetable guy than I am a fruit yeah. guy. Uh, but you were talking about your mother in law with salt. My dad's family, especially his mother, was uh, she smoked so much that. She would have to season everything with so much pepper just to be able to taste it. Oh gosh! Ugh. I mean, like I mean, I like pepper, but I don't want corn put that and much macaroni on. and cheese would be black because she had so much pepper in it. Yeah, and 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 it's kind of stuck because a lot of my family members continue to do that. Yeah, I wouldn't actually. I wouldn't know because I haven't been to any family function in <laughs> seven years. Um, I'm the black sheep. So let me ask you this question before I know you keep looking at the time. I just wanted to see what time it was. Okay. Do you, I know you cook a fair share. Yeah. Do you have a favorite burner? Yes. Which one is it? The large burner on the 
front right. Okay, well, on our stove, the large burner is the front left. I, we've got a, it's large on both. Okay. I, but I, same thing. I have a, and, and, and Lucy the other day was like, why don't you move it over? Because I don't like that burner. Yeah. I will, after I fix it, I'll switch it over and I'll turn it on warm. Yeah. And it'll keep it warm and I'll cook back on it. But I, I gotta, I got there's, there's one burner. It's I like it gets hotter than the rest of them. There's one burner I don't know that I've ever used. I mean, we've used all four burners at, to- at times yeah. because I eat things that nobody else will eat in the family. You know, I like beans. I, beans, I, beans are good for your heart. The more you eat, the more you fart. <laughs> and, and I really don't care what kind of bean it is. I, I What's your favorite bean? Green. Uh, if you say lime, I'm going to kick you in the shin. No, it's not green beans. I mean, I like green beans a lot. It would probably be northern beans. The be, white beans. Yeah. Cantalonis. Yeah, that's that's probably. And then pinto beans and butter beans. So I used to not think I liked pinto beans as a kid. It's one of my favorite meals as an adult. Yeah. Do you like black-eyed peas? I don't know that I ever ate black-eyed peas. They're like... Do you like regular peas? Gross. Okay. Well, there's nothing. They, okay. they, they're zero comparison. If I was going to eat baby food, I'd go get a jar of baby food. If if I had to say, a black-eyed pea would probably be really close to a pinto bean. Okay. A little harder on the texture part of it. I like that hand movement. But, you but did I, I love uh, black-eyed peas. Okay. Um, but, like, Chase and I, like, just, you know, we like carrots. I like carrots. I like cabbage. I love cabbage. Um, I mean, there's just not many that I don't like. But Brussels sprouts. I don't like that. We love them. And, and, and I know that's funny because Brussels sprouts is like a baby cabbage. It's just, I guess maybe I haven't ever had them prepared the right way. Right. Um, but, the, and the other thing is, is like they're only going to eat potatoes, macaroni and cheese, green beans. Cassie will eat peas. That's as far as the vegetable uh, goes with the girls. Right. So me and Chase are the ones that eat anything else. Right. But that's how we wind up using all four burners. Because they're probably the kind that go to get a salad. It's just lettuce, ham, and cheese. Uh, if there's ham on it. Yeah. <laughs> and ranch dressing. Yes. Lettuce, cheese, and ranch dressing. If we're making a salad at home and bacon bits. Yeah. That's their salad. Me, I want cucumbers, peppers, onions. Right. I, I, like, like I was at. Give me the garden. I was at Frisch's the other day, and they corn was an option. I was like, "Huh, never had corn on a salad. Let's sprinkle that on there." <laughs> I'm the same way. Yeah. So that's why I like Cattleman's Salad Bar. Yeah. Because they have such a wide variety of stuff. I like beets. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't like beets. Pickled or not? I, I mean, I assume they're pickled. Okay. What, whatever. They have on the salad bar the the slice yeah yeah they're pickled beets. My kids like the pickled beets because it turns their poop red. Okay, <laughs> never really noticed that before. I eat, a, I eat a lot of beets. The Amish store has like canned beets, mm-hmm. and I, I'll tear them things up yep. all summer long. So I'm a big fan of that. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm pickles. Big, I know you're a big pickle oh, guy. I love, but pickles. you you only like dill pickles. Though, okay, right? I do. As if I'm eating just a pickle. I like dill pickle. Okay. There are a few sweet pickles yeah. that I will eat. I love the sweet gherkins. Uh, I will not eat those. I'll eat them chopped up in like a tuna salad. Okay. Um, and I know you don't like bread, bread and butter. No, I do not. But I love the bread and butter. But so there are a few 
there are a few flavors though, like especially if the sp- if they're spicy, I'll eat them sweet and like uh, Famous Dave's barbecue. Okay, they have a sweet and spicy pickle that's pretty good. Um, but I like I prefer sweet relish over dill relish. I agree. For your tuna fish, right? Tuna fish, chicken salad, like anything. The, you the dill make. just kind of throws that sweet flavor off. I actually pre- prefer sweet relish over dill relish on my hot dogs too. Agreed. Yeah. So yeah, I enjoy. I think each pickle has a place. Yeah. But dill stands head and shoulders above every one of them. Yeah, and and. Like I like dill pickles with my sandwich. Yeah. I don't know why, but you know. And your classic lace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't like flavor That's because you true. hate your taste buds. That's not true. Um, so, thank you for listening to the Neil and Sean Food Hour. <laughs> I mean, we were like, just all over the board. Like, we've talked. We can talk about anything. Anything. I mean, <laughs> this proves it. <laughs> Look where we've been. I can't wait until Neil and Wes hear this. Well, going. Neil's listen. I'm here. I mean, sorry. We, uh, Adam and Wes, <laughs> listen to this. They're like, what in the world? What is this? Like, I don't, I mean, honestly, we were just talking. We were, you asked me before, what, what was the question you looked at me and asked before you hit record? Do you know where we're going? <laughs> oh, yeah. I said, do you know where we're going? You go, nope. No idea. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> we knew we wanted to talk about the trade deadline, and, the and we t- knew we wanted to talk about the Titanic. <laughs> yeah. We knew that wasn't going to take up the entire time. We didn't know where we were going. <laughs> we've won- we've killed chickens and ducks. We've been into Goodwills. We and we've eaten for the last fifteen minutes, and that's okay. Yeah, I you know things like this spark conversation. Though I, I really, I really wish that we could get more banter on our social media platforms because. That would be fun. Well, let's see. Try social experiment. There's actually a new TV show that came out on uh, Discovery. Surviving the Raft, I think is what it's called. Okay. And they've apparently, they've paired up, well, started as nine people. One guy got sick and had a seizure and got medically taken off. So down to eight. And they're all completely different. Different walks of life, different religious beliefs, different political beliefs. And it's a social experiment that they tell the guy's name that he did in like 1973. And just to, his belief was people will put their differences aside and work together. It failed in 1973. But so they're doing it as a TV show now. And they had a two hour debut uh, Sunday, I think. It was kind of the culmination of Shark Week. That's Shark Week led into that. And um, it's pretty interesting. So. If you get a chance, I think I think it's called Surviving the Raft. So, uh, social experiment, go watch it. So, my social experiment, just to see how well our listeners pay attention. On this post, when we when it drops on Saturday on Facebook, put comment on there if you think a hot dog is a sandwich. Put on there yes or no. You think hot dog is a sandwich. I'm going to see how, how, how well people pay attention. You're listening right now. Park your car. Pull up Facebook. Go to the From Corner Corner podcast page. Find where we dropped the show. Comment yes or no is a hot dog a sandwich. Let's see how many people get. What do you think? Yes. It meets all the criteria of a sandwich. 
a meat on two pieces of bread? Yep. A lot of people think that. Because technically, because there's people who are like, well, but the bread's not separate. Then you couldn't call anything from Subway a sandwich. Because their bread's still attached. Should be. In a perfect world. It depends on which Subway you go to. It depends to. on who makes it. Yeah. They're not they're not sandwich artiste no more. No. Um, but in, You're lucky to get the bread cut open. In theory, and just everything just shoved in a bag and wrapped up, and here you go. Um, in theory, the pieces are still connected. Yeah. And it's a sub-sandwich shop. Yeah. So. Elizabeth stopped at Subway the other night. And it was $47. I, probably. I mean, we we get we get three and like just divide them up. But uh, Chase and I got the same sandwich. All of the toppings were on one end of the sandwich. Yeah, why not? And I'm like, what the flip? Like, how did that happen? I've told you my I've told you my Subway issue. I like Subway, but only in America would Subway be considered a healthier eating option when you're eating a loaf of bread and 14 meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> Only in America does that work. It's like I'm going to eat healthy today. Go to Subway, get a foot long sub, meatballs. <laughs> hey, look. Only in America is a lot of things. Only in America, first only, world problem. Only in America do you have a place that sells a book that was given to them for free for twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. <laughs> and on that, Sean, bring us home, <laughs> guys. Oh my gosh, what a show, man! I I love I I love doing these old school shows. Yeah, just we're the just, OPs. Just me, just me and the you, original podcasters. Just never know what we're going to get into. Know. So, but anyways, another great great episode. Again, we want to thank all of our sponsors from uh, uh, Community Trust Bank, Kimsoft, Two Two Sweet Treats, and CRC Renovation Incorporated. And uh, on that, we will end this show and see you guys next week. Stay safe, friends. The Moco Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.